Thank you for tuning in to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Let the show begin. Hi, folks, and welcome to our weekly sports betting podcast, your show where you discover the insider secrets, systems, and tricks on how you become a successful sports investor and make a living by professionally betting on sports. You know, the best way to learn is to model those who already do successfully what you're trying to learn. That's why almost every week we invite inspiring guests from professional sports investors to let them share their story and their secrets with you. Today, we have just that guy. Together with Scott on the call, we have Arut, a guy who's living and breathing sports, professional athlete, a basketball coach, and sports investor. Meet the one and only Arut. Hey guys, it's Scott, and I am very excited about our new interview on Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Today on our show, I have Harut, a professional sports coach and sports investor. I am positive. I am sure you are going to be amazed by his insights, by his tips, by his strategies. This guy has a lot of information to share with us today. So let's greet the one and only Harut. Harut, welcome to the show today, man. Thank you, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. We got some sunshine here in my state today. I'm feeling great. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Now, of course, you're pretty well known already in the Zico community of sports investors. But for our new listeners, for our new community members, the people that just may have been tuning into a few shows would you mind taking a minute and kind of introducing yourself and letting everybody know where you're from? Oh Yeah, no problem, Scott. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I currently reside in Las Vegas, Nevada, home of the well-known Sin City, where the bookies are at. I live in a very quiet area of the city, though, known as Summerlin, and that's about 20 minutes away from all the action on Las Vegas Boulevard. Only 20 years old? Mm-hmm. Wow, as much as I've seen about you in the community and online, that's surprising. That's impressive, young man. (laughs) So you've been betting successfully for many years, even as young as you are. But how did you actually start your sports investing career? Well, I probably started a, a little earlier than I was supposed to. Believe it or not, I had my first wager with the bookie when I was about 11 years old. Um, wow. <laughs> growing up, uh, my family was actually big on boxing. During every pay-per-view event, we would gather up and watch main events together. Um, my grandpa actually enjoyed betting boxing a lot. And even though he was not a regular sports investor, he mainly placed bets for the reason of making the fight more exciting to watch. Given that reason, he would always usually bet the underdog for a greater re- reward. And now that I look back, it it was the right thing to do. Uh, When I was a child, I did not understand much of what was going on when we'd watch these fights. But as I started to get older, uh, I was developing an interest for it. I remember in July of 2004, a couple weeks after my birthday, there was a big boxing match. It was a fight between Danny Williams and Mike Tyson in Louisville, Kentucky. Knowing my grandfather, I already knew who he was going to be betting towards. 
However, you you know, by betting the underdog, a win is not always easy to come by. And as entertaining as it can be, you can go long periods before seeing another win. And at the time, the losing streak had been building up, and it was expected to continue after this fight had concluded, given the fact of how big of an underdog Danny Williams was. Luck had to come from somewhere. At the time, I was young, so... All the money I got for my birthday, I would give to my mom and she would keep it safe for me and buy me everything I needed. However, that year I had a sec- secretly kept uh, $20 from her. But after three weeks, I realized that I had still not touched it. Well, I mean, what was I going to need it for? I didn't need to purchase gas or food or clothes, etc. So I came up with an idea uh, before my grandfather was getting ready to leave to go put in his bed at the sports book I went to go ask him for a favor a little shy and hesitant at first um, but at 11 years old I manned up and did it anyway I pulled the $20 out of my wallet and said here take this with you and bet on Williams for me too it will give you good luck yeah he kind of laughed at me at first and told me to keep my money and save it for something else But as you all know, I've had the ability to work some persuasion, and I did just that. He took my $20, placed the bet for me at a local casino, and after watching four rounds of boxing when he came back home, the rest was history. After a four-round knockout from Williams, I had won my first ever sports bet at 11 years old, cashing in for $160. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great story. And I like the fact, too, that you you can carry this on into marriage. The fact that, that you had the woman of the house, your mother at that time, uh, handle all the finances, but you secretly stashed away <laughs> some for yourself. That will continue to treat you well in life, I, young I man. I guess there was a reason why I kept the $20. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, you said you guys started into boxing. This is a little off topic, but I just want to know, are you a fan of mixed martial arts? Have you gotten into betting that and watching that? Um, I haven't. I watch it for entertainment purposes. I have a lot of, you know, friends that are interested in the mixed martial arts, but I haven't really um, invested in any mixed martial arts events. Okay. I was just curious, coming from that boxing background, that's such an exploding sport, and a lot of people are starting to look at betting on that a lot more in recent years. Now, you kind of explained to us how you got into betting on sports, what that first bet looked like, and that was an incredible story. But at what point, I mean, you're only 20, so when did you decide to turn this into an investment career? Well, I was about 16, 17 years old, and I don't exactly know how it started, but I remember I was presented to – you know, the marketing of some type of online sports betting account. And at the time, you know, it had subsided. Obviously, when I was 11 years old, I didn't continue on a regular basis to, you know, place bets on boxing. But when I reached a certain point in my life, obviously reminiscing on, you know, all the events that we would bet on on boxing, I kind of wanted to take my knowledge and background in basketball and I thought I could be successful starting off investing in sports. So I was about 16, 17 years old when I first got into it. Uh, I know you said basketball, and I know you've also been coaching a young basketball team. Do you mind taking a minute? Can I tell us a little bit about that project? Uh, yeah, it's been going great. I travel a lot to L.A., uh, and I have a lot of kids there that I enjoy spending time with and helping them achieve and work towards their dreams. Um, 
I want to give that big give back to the sport that I love and also make a positive impact to these inspired kids out there who really love the game of basketball. Growing up, I did not really have the support I needed to take my game to the next level. And as a reflection of my childhood memories, I want to be that person that I wish I had when I was growing up. Uh, a lot of these passionate kids deserve it. And I want to make sure they have someone alongside them that can support them. It's definitely something I enjoy doing. Well, just that kind of thinking, Harut, can kind of reveals to me the maturity that you possess at a young age, which also I'm sure lends to the reason you're so successful in this uh, investment approach that you've got. So you combine your real-life knowledge of basketball and these other sports that you play professionally and, and you coach, and you've got some math skills, I understand, um, and you use all this, combine it all together to generate some really profitable betting systems. So uh, as a newbie, and I'm really newbie to this, a uh, real newbie to this game, but would you mind kind of telling us a little bit more about your approach to betting? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I first started investing in sports, I had no clue of what I was doing. All I knew was that I had confidence that I could take my basketball knowledge, like I said, and make money with it by betting in sports. I mean, at the time, I thought to myself, how hard could it possibly be? I know the sport. I watch it every day. You know, I should be good. But little did I know I was getting myself into quite a disastrous experience because it's a complete different thing from knowing a sport and actually being able to invest in actual professional, you know, sports betting. Absolutely. Uh, I was terrible when I first started, completely terrible. And I still have a long way to go before I reach my full potential. But I, I learn a lot day to day and that knowledge seems to grow all the time. Of course, I learned the, ha- the hard way. I tried all these promising betting strategies and at the end of the day, I realized one thing. And regardless of what type of better you are, there is no one size fits all approach. One of my uh, biggest pet peeves is when people look at somebody's betting style and, you know, close off their perspective by completely disagreeing with the way they are investing. You really have to keep an open mind if you want to take your abilities to the next level and learn new things. There is someone out there who knows something that you don't or we don't and vice versa. And you know the old saying, you have uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should listen two times as more than we should speak. Any system can be profitable if you set your standards, expectations, and management skills in place. Everybody is going to be different. Some people are going to enjoy betting systems with underdogs. Some people are going to enjoy progression systems. Some enjoy flat betting. And some prefer my style with the, the cherry parlays. And the most recent is uh, live betting from guys like Omega and Charles and Cliff. And But in conclusion, it all depends on your style. Now, of course, with a different system, there's different requirements for proper bankroll management. And this applies to all types of sports investing. Well, I like the fact, and I want our listeners to really get a hold of this. You said that you approached entering into this betting world and this investment world with confidence. And then you turned right around and said, in the beginning, I was horrible. And I think that's something that people miss when they get into sports investments is 
you can know the sport and you can have a lot of confidence, but it's really no different than any other investment project or business that you would take on. Uh, we grow the most from making a lot of mistakes, and you're probably going to make a lot of mistakes in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So just because you fail or you miss or you lose a few times during those first few months of getting into this investment world, uh, I don't think that should damage your confidence or dissuade you from continuing to learn and to pursue it. Would you agree? Oh, I completely agree. You shouldn't let, you know – failure to d destroy your confidence i mean i didn't let it destroy my confidence i'm back i came back and and now i'm here investing professionally but the thing is you enter a different world it's not about knowing the sport as much as it is about being a professional businessman when you're or a professional investor i should say when you're betting in sports because it's no different than let's say the stock market or any other type of investing you may know the sport but if you don't know how to invest in the actual business you're you're not gonna succeed in the long run. yeah i agree 100 percent with that i spent six years as an investment advisor and constantly watching the market and everything and the more i get into uh, sports investing here i'm starting to see the parallels between them other than you probably have a better chance at picking the right team than picking the right stock. <laughs> right. Well, when analyzing a game, I know you're good at math, but do you put more attention to statistical data or to line moves, line reversals and public information, or maybe some of that, the last minute stats that and information that comes out about starters? Uh, that's a great question, Scott. Even though I pay more attention to statistical data and recent trends, line moves are also an important factor to me, and I must take consideration for the way the lines are moving. Generally, I do not base my plays off of line moves because most of the time I am playing selections that are not common to public action. But if there is line movement going on, I know I have to make sure I take that extra step and add more depth to my research to make sure that I'm exposed to all the game-dependent information. The last thing I would want to do is invest in a game and then find out that teammate superstar had an emergency and is being rushed to the hospital. When you invest professionally, it's important to take that extra step because every bit of extra work that you put in pays off in the long run. Here's a question I've got being new to all of this. Mm -hmm. I'm finding one area a tad bit overwhelming at times, and that is there are plenty of games to choose from every day. Right. Um, how do you narrow down a list? Uh, do you have a, a method or something on how to find the games that got real value in the line? Well, it, it all comes down to which games I think have the most value. The board is always you know big. There's a ton of games to choose from. But when I say value... I'm referring to the risk to reward numbers, the strength of the play, and what they are expected to net for us at the end of the investing period. But generally, my routine is to take note of all the games on board for the upcoming day and build a list of plays that I feel really strongly about. Of course, when I say really strongly, I'm not talking about my biased opinion on a game. There's a lot of research and analysis that play, takes place with the play, and a lot of people don't see what goes on behind the scenes. 
What I'm actually referring to when I say feeling strongly about is how well recent trends, performances, stats, and other factors tie into the value and expectancy of the specific games that I have narrowed down to. Okay. And when it comes to Z code tools, I'm getting familiar with being inside of there as well. And the community is really great and everybody's helpful. So I want to ask you, and I've asked a couple other guys this, but what are the Z code tools and stats that you use the most, I guess, when analyzing games? Well, I, I love using all of the features on the software. There's not one thing on the site that I like more than the other. Um, all the tools and stats are equally important to me. I benefit from all of them. The Z code tools are great. I must say, though, when the MLB season gets deeper, I really love the sweep resistance tool. Uh, I like the line reversals tool, and public action is definitely one I use on a consistent basis as well. And, and obviously, the wall is such a great place because you have so many knowledgeable sports investors. And like we talked about in the last question, the board is big. There's, a, there's many sports to choose from and many games within those sports to choose. And so having other people on the wall to share their expertise in, in sports that I'm not knowledgeable about is very helpful. Absolutely. And if you guys listening see me in there and I'm about to do something stupid, please stop me. That's <laughs> why so I always ask first. Now, you've been doing different approaches to parlays with two to three games based on alternative run lines. It's by far, I guess, your favorite approach. But a lot of people think that you can only win by betting standard spreads on NBA. But your successful use so-called points buying on NBA and alternative run lines on MLB to create those cherry pick parlays you were speaking of earlier. Can you tell us more about how you find value in those? Yeah. Uh, well, I like I mentioned earlier, different betting styles are going to require different winning percentages, and that's important to realize. Betting on standard spreads is nothing more than a style of wagering. It too requires a certain winning percentage in the long run. And in my most professional opinion, it really comes down to which style of betting you feel most comfortable with, like I mentioned earlier. If you want to know why I choose to take this two to three team parlay approach versus a flat betting approach is that with this style, we are not trying to predict the tightest margins of the game. It's nearly impossible for anyone to predict the exact outcome of games and to avoid doing that or making it, you know, lesser that approach, adjusted run lines, adjusted puck lines, and adjusted spreads all give us the benefit of expanding our range of possibilities. Yes, we are paying a higher price for these lines compared to regular spreads. However, we are also getting something quite benefiting in return. My philosophy behind my style of betting is quite simple. When you invest or bet in sports, the best way to allow your knowledge of a sport to become a factor is to expand your range of possible outcomes. I don't select these adjusted lines for the sake of taking a heavy favorite. I do it because my skill and knowledge of a sport now becomes more of a factor when I am investing on a range instead of a specific outcome. Sure, it makes sense to create that extra wiggle room for yourself. All right. So I'm really curious about asking you this next question because of my years as a investment advisor. I'm curious as to what type of money management techniques that 
you would suggest to somebody coming into this business? Well, there's a lot of great advice being put out there now from some of our Z code experts in our VIP section. And I highly recommend, you know, taking a look at some of the forums on the Z code website. There's a lot of great information. The advices are all very professional and they make for very successful strategies. In terms of my advice, every betting system will require a different money management system. But for the most part, the concept is the same. You must stay consistent and build a plan for yourself when it comes to the amount of money in your bankroll in correlation to the system you are betting. I see more people becoming better and gaining more insight on proper money management techniques. But uh, the basic principle, though, is to always have enough units in your account to get through the big swings. Remember, sports betting can come with a lot of variation throughout the course of your investment career. And you must have enough money management and you must have enough units in your bankroll to get through, you know, those swings. Money management is a discipline, though. It's. I, you know, I could go on hours talking about this subject, so we can't really treat it as a science as there is no one way to manage your money. But for beginners, my one recommendation is to just stay consistent. And when you're starting off, set set your unit sizes at a very small percentage so you can kind of get a feel of, you know, what you need to do in order to outlast the variance. Yeah, and to make your mistakes in the beginning with the small units uh, and then grow from there. And like we were talking about earlier, in a lot of ways, it really is no different than setting up any other business or, I mean, a retail location if you want. Uh, typically, when you have a business plan and money management, you're approaching something like that. You have money put back to get through the hard months, to get through the launch, to get through the mistakes in the beginning. Um, and you don't really expect to see a profit right off the bat. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people approach sports investing as another get-rich scheme that they're just going to lay down a few bets and it's just going to change their life. And it's just not that easy. Absolutely. So there are a lot of guys who are just starting out in sports investing, like myself. Uh, let's let's start talking about some tips that you might just me and you over coffee or over a beer right now uh, what tips would you give me as a new guy coming into this uh, honestly just being at Z code you pretty much have nothing to worry about I mean there is so many great people and great things and I see so many people that are new but are doing so well because they're a part of Z code and you know they don't go through some of the pitfalls that is common for people just starting out and i i highly recommend going to z code but honestly sometimes learning the hard way isn't such a bad thing it could be the best way in order to really mature and develop the gut to be able to tolerate the swings of this job i think you really have to experience the downfalls for yourself at least to some extent now, that doesn't mean I suggest everyone to go out there and intentionally make mistakes. But what I encourage for people who are just starting off, be easy on yourself. We all make mistakes. We're all human. I make mistakes sometimes. But it's a bigger mistake to look back on your mistake and make it a bigger problem than it really has to be. 
whatever has happened has happened and we must leave that behind and move on with a more positive and experienced mind. You're going to go through a lot of tough times and for those just starting out, if you've busted your bankroll a couple of times, just let it be. There is a reason why you are here today and we are going to help you out every step of the way as much as we can. Failure is a part of success and it's a price you must pay if you want to become a strong person, both mentally and emotionally. Yeah, I really love that. And I'm a big believer that even we should let losers give seminars because people who have failed can tell you exactly what they did and you can know how to avoid that. Yeah, and it needs and it really needs to be exposed out there because I have I have a, a feeling that a lot of people are ashamed to admit their their losses and there is no shame in that because it provides for a, a learning experience and like you said, a seminar from from losing experience wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, it helps you recap on certain strategies you used to use before and and hone and sharpen those skills. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So now I'm a big believer and, you know, I like to talk to people. I like to read books um, from other people. I like to pick up on their learning curve. So if someone else has made the mistakes I understand. I agree with you 100%. I, I believe that mistakes are great teachers and can really help us to grow. But if I'm smart enough to read